This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 281, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, June 17th. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans, this is episode 281, it's our uh, Comic Reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, June 17th. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Uh, Every week we take a look at the comics that came out the previous week and do a quick rundown, some of the highlights and lowlights of a selected number of comics. This week I think we're looking at eight or nine comics coming out last week, uh, including Deathlock, Justice League of America, uh, Magneto, Moon Knight, Robin, Son of Batman, Secret Six, Squadron Sinister, and Superman Wonder Woman. Um, So I'll get to those in a moment. Um, some of the quick highlights that I didn't have a chance to read this past week include Old Man Logan number two, which I'm super bummed about, but uh, I guess I missed it in my pile, so uh, I will have to wait on that one, but I cannot wait to read it. Uh, also, Miss Marvel 16, Deadpool Secret Wars, Secret Secret Wars number two, which I actually really enjoyed issue number one more than I expected. Uh, Runaways number one, Thor's number one, uh, Armor Wars number two, um, Sinestro 12, Prez number one, Marshmander number one, Bunch of number ones, Doctor Fate number one, Doom number one, Black Canary number one, and Harley Quinn and Power Girl number one. So those are some of the highlights that I did not get a chance to read. Uh, so let's just jump quickly into the books I did have a chance to read. Uh, this episode is, I mean, usually keep these reviews episodes 10 to 15 minutes, sometimes 20. This is going to be a little shorter than normal, um, just kind of running low on... On uh, time, uh, in my personal life, I'm about to go on vacation soon, which means having to finish up a lot of stuff, get things ready. Um, you know, I've, I've got episodes in the can for this show, except for reviews episodes, obviously. Um, I'm writing a certification exam for my personal uh, my work, so uh, I got a lot of stuff going on, so I didn't have a chance to read as many and not as much time to actually talk about comics this week. So let's just jump right into the eight comics I'm going to talk about. Uh, first up, we have uh, Deathlock, which... Um, continues to be one of my favorite reads. Uh, the artwork by Mike Perkins is just gorgeous. It's so good. Um, Nathan, Nathan Edmondson's story is really thrilling here. Um, the way that we kind of bring in the Henry Rollins going up against um, sorry, Henry Hayes going up against, I guess, Michael Collins is kind of a really cool concept. It's really cool to see both versions of Deathlock fighting. Um, we think that we're getting near the end, but that there's more you know, than we that mean them more than meets the eye that's going on here. Um, I really dug this. It was a really strong read. It has been a, such a fantastic book all the way through. Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever been disappointed by an issue of Deathlock, um, which is sounds like a weird sentence because it's Deathlock, but it's been really good. Uh, then we have Justice League of America number one. I found this very ho hum. Uh, this is written and illustrated by Brian Hitch, um, which is exciting, but it just. It looked rushed. Um, it didn't look like uh, Hitch was having as much time to kind of put it all together. Um, I don't know. The super heroics didn't really work for me. Um, it just—it was just weird, kind of trying to be this kind of timeless superhero, Superman story. Sorry, yeah, Justice League story, but uh, more or less set in the current continuity, but not so much that they have to worry about it connecting to things. Um, the way that the characters were written, I found that the league kind of acted dumbly. Um, uh, Superman himself didn't quite feel right. Uh, the way he kind of gets played, um, the way that Aquaman was written, I found weirdly standoffish. Uh, I just didn't like this. Um, again, the artwork rushed and the story seemed haphazard. Batman maybe is the only voice he was kind of getting right, but the rest, not not really so much. Uh, I'm gonna give it a five. 
because I don't know if it really deserves a lot more than that. I might, I could probably even go a little bit lower. I mean, it's not a bad looking book. It just, it doesn't look like Brian Hitch's best. It doesn't look like it is maybe his heart was in it as much. I don't know. I'm maybe I'm making a lot of assumptions that I really shouldn't be making and aren't fair to make. It just, I didn't really feel a lot from this. I didn't, it didn't really make me excited. It didn't feel like that widescreen fun and adventure. It just kind of felt like, oh, it's another JLA story. And not a great one. Um, moving onwards, we had Magneto number 19, which was okay. Um, uh, it's written by, let's see, this is written, now this is interesting too, because it's confusing. The cover says, written by Bendis, artwork by Sorrentino. It's written by Bunn and artwork by Paul Davidson, at least if we go by the cover page. So it's a little confusing as to who is the real kind of artist on this. Um, Kind of a cool concept as part of the last days. You have Polaris and Magneto kind of going up against uh, Sentinels, and he's having some you know interesting flashbacks as well, which are okay. And the Sugar Man, and it, it's not poorly written. It's not poorly illustrated. I just found myself not that interested and actively disinterested. I thought it would be a little bit more exciting and riveting. Instead, I found myself a little bit more bored. Uh, I'm going to give it a five and a half out of ten as a result of that. Uh, next up is Moon Knight number 16. Um, this is a great book. Um, it's written by Colin Bunn, work by Herman uh, Peralta. Um, a lot of what I like about it is that Colin Bunn doesn't always over doesn't overwrite this. This is really just like kind of a, a chase sequence as uh, Moon Knight's trying to rescue someone. Um, but it's very cool kind of showing off his toys um, as he kind of goes after these people and ends up kind of discovering something that hits a little bit closer to home than he would have expected. Um, the artwork is part of what really sells this, but the script is tight, and I again, I like that it was able to take a step back and let the art do the storytelling when it was necessary. It didn't overwrite. It think, I thought it right, wrote just enough. Um, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I, it remains a very consistently entertaining book, and you don't really have to be reading anything else. You could just read Moon Knight and just be happy. There's there's nothing in... I like these kind of standalone books, kind of like Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel kind of jumps into like the, the Inhumans world, but in such a way that you don't really have to care. Uh, Silver Surfer, you could just read that book and never read anything else in the Marvel Universe, and up till now, wouldn't have really impacted your enjoyment. Moon Knight, same type of thing. You can just kind of read Moon Knight in a vacuum and enjoy that vacuum, because it's just such a gorgeous book. Um, it's just... It, it's really really entertaining and it has been since the beginning it's gone through various different writers and artists and yet it remains a consistently entertaining book and they all kind of end up having a similar style even though very different approaches but it ends up feeling consistent somehow anyway uh next up is robin son of batman by peter j tomasi and uh patrick gleason oh sorry i'm wrong this isn't my tomasi at all wow that was embarrassing uh it looks like this is by patrick gleason both writing and penciling um you know, it felt like a Tomasi book in a good way. I don't know where this takes place exactly because obviously Batman's thought to be dead right now. Um, so I don't really know where this is supposed to be taking place and when exactly. But um, the whole concept of this kind of this man bat who's basically under Robin's control is actually a really cool concept. Um, all the dreams that uh, Damien's dealing with as well are really creepy but cool. I'm interested to see where they kind of go with this and the fact that they're bringing back the kind of the nobody character or essentially his, um, I guess, daughter 
very cool as well. I found this, again, very enjoyable. The artwork by Gleason is great. Um, the the Mambat is surprisingly entertaining as a character. Um, and the script by Gleason is really good. Uh, you may not expect it because you're used to him being just the artistic partner with Patrick, uh, sorry, with uh, Peter J. Tomasi. But this is great. Uh, next up is Secret Six number three. Now, I don't even remember what happened in Secret Six number two. And I feel like the art has changed dramatically because I think it was by like Ken Lashley or something like that. And now we're getting Dale Eaglesham doing it. Now, that being said, I am not in any way ever going to complain about Dale Eaglesham uh, drawing a book, especially a book with Gil Simone named Secret Six or with the Secret Six characters. Um, that being said, it took me a while to kind of get into this because I didn't really get what was going on. And I hate the redesign for the New 52 of Catman. I think it's just terrible. Um, yeah, which is terrible. The last page is the fact that Riddler called the guy Mr. Dibney mean that he's like, it's not Ralph Dibney. Like, am I just crazy? I don't even know what's going on. Um, that being said, I did enjoy the issue. It was dark. It was humor, um, definitely humorous at times. Um, a little confusing because I don't remember remember where this book left off last. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven out of ten because it was enjoyable, although at times confusing. But that's not less less its fault and more, I guess, mine for just for not remembering what even happened last. Uh, next up is Squadron Sinister number one, which I actually really dug. This was one of the Secret Wars tie-ins. Uh, it's artwork by. First of all, I love the Scotty Uncover. I mean, I love Scotty Uncovers of almost anything, but especially here, it looks great. Um, this is written by Mark Guggenheim, art artwork by Carlos Pacheco. Um, besides the artwork on Hyperion, which I think is the only character I didn't like the hair on him for some reason, but otherwise, this is a great-looking book, um, great kind of concept. You have, you know, the basically the, the it's basically the CSA in many ways. Um, you know, operating on Battleworld and kind of annexing other groups, etc. And here they go up against a villain because they want to find out more about a potential uh, weapon they have, etc. Uh, interesting stuff. Uh, definitely a kind of cool surprise at the end. There's a bit of a swerve. I like the script. The artwork is great. I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. And lastly is Superman Wonder Woman number 18. Part of the truth storyline. Um, so this is written by Peter J. Tomasi, artwork by uh, Doug Monk, and I loved it. Um, I thought the artwork was really good, the story was entertaining, I like that it's really kind of progressing what's going on with Clark now, uh, now that he really doesn't have a secret identity anymore and everyone kind of knows who he is. Um, it's just really cool, and the fact that, you know, he's not, um, you know, bullet, well, he's still resistant to bullets the fact that he's not what he was before makes every interaction that much more interesting and I really liked him and Diana here as well uh, the first few scene, uh, scenes or pages in particular were, I thought were really meaningful and, and impactful so I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 and I think since the beginning I've been shocked by how much I've enjoyed Superman Wonder Woman it's just been so much better than I ever would have expected um, so that's everything that I had a chance to read this week. Uh, if we look forward to next week, or really in a couple days, on June 24th, some of the highlights coming out will include, um, uh, let's see, a new issue of Aquaman, uh, Aquaman and the Others, the second trade paperback with Dan Jurgens. We've got the Batman and, Hard Batman and Robin hardcover volume 6, The Hunt for Robin. I'm going to wait for that in trade, though. We've got a launch of uh, Green Lantern Lost Army number 1. Uh, Flash will be exciting because we get to see the real Professor Zoom, or at least the one that we would think of as being more of the uh, real one. Uh, we've got JSA Omnibus Volume 3. That's cool. It's a giant tome. 
uh, the launch of Justice League 3001, number one, uh, Secret Six, Volume 2, Trade Paperback, which, if you've never read these, read these books, are a great value. You get so much story for a really good price. Um, a little bit jealous. Uh, Superman 41, I have not been impressed at all with any of the uh, kind of preview artwork by John Romita Jr., but the story could be interesting, but we'll see where we go from there. And then there's another big launch coming up this coming week, which is We Are Robin, number one. Um, if this finally comes out, there's the Don Rosa, Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck Artist Edition. Uh, I wish I had the, the regular one, and then I wish I had enough money to afford that. Uh, we've got Donald Duck number two. I'm excited about that because I've started picking that up for my son for someday in the future. Uh, and then over at Marvel, we've got Age of Ultron vs. Marvel Zombies number one. Uh, Old New Captain America volume one hardcover, Hydra Ascendant. Uh, we've got the Ant-Man, Giant-Man epic collection called The Man in the Ant Hill, which is the first original stories with Hank Pym back in the 60s. Uh, we've got Ant-Man trade paperback, Second Chance Man. That's the recent book. Um, I think by Spencer. Uh, got the, I believe the last issue of Black Widow uh, as part of the Secret Wars to Last Days tie-in. Uh, the second trade paperback of Cyclops. New issue of Daredevil. Um, new issue of Howard the Duck. New issue or launch, I should say, of E is for Extinction. Uh, we've got Infinity Gauntlet number two. Korvox Saga number one. Uh, Howard the Duck Complete Collection. That's exciting. Uh, Loki Agent of Asgard number 15 as we end the last days there. Uh, more Secret Wars books in... Modok Assassin number two, Planet Hulk number two, uh, and then Punisher 19 has Last Days. Secret Avengers volume three, God Level comes out. Uh, I love that book so much. I can't wait to be able to give it out to more people. Uh, Uncanny Avengers number five, and the print version of X-Men 92 number one. Uh, so that's everything coming out this coming week. Uh, in terms of uh, future episodes of Comic Shenanigans, episode 282 coming out this week uh, on Friday will be... Um, an episode featuring an interview with Mike Diodato Jr. And I believe episode 284 will be our episode where we interview uh, Barbara Kessel. Or, sorry, I just did it. Cardinal said it's Car Barbara Kessel. Um, and that, I think, episode will be coming out, I guess, on July 3rd. Um, and then on July 10th, it's either going to be... No, it's probably going to be an episode where we do an interview with Ron Garney. Uh, which should be exciting and enjoyable as well. So thanks for joining this, for joining me for this episode, and uh, make sure to listen to our next episode where we talk with Mike Diodato Jr. And uh, then, as I said, uh, a few more episodes, uh, which are part of our uh, summer interview series coming up soon as well, uh, which should be exciting. And then I think later on in the summer we're going to have, I believe, Anna Senti on the show, uh, I think Howard Mackey way at the end of the summer. Uh, and also at the end of the summer, as we're getting closer and closer, uh, we will have episode 300, which is hard to believe that I'm actually going to hit the 300 episode mark, uh, which seems crazy. If you want to email us, you can do so at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, listen to us on Stitcher, and also you can uh, post in our HC Realms threads as well, now that I'm starting to finally post them again. Uh, also, if you're interested in supporting the show, which we really appreciate, as there are costs to get the uh, content uh, posted, uh, there are annual subscription costs are coming up in a couple months, so we're trying to do some crowdfunding to see if we can, uh, just a, a little bit easier, if we can get a little bit of uh, listener support uh, just to be able to pay off some of those costs. We're not asking for very much. Uh, if you do listen to the show and enjoy it, if you can please help out, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, you can find a link on how to donate uh, funds to the wards of the show in our 
uh, posting for the episode of the episode description. Uh, if you go to uh, comicshenanigans.podbean.com, uh, you'll see it there. Um, or you can check on our our little description of the show, and there's a link there. If you type it in, you can uh, see how to donate as well. So thank you so much for listening to the episode, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.